Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off In Depth Conversations in Applied Geophysics. In this episode, I speak with Mohammed Ahmed on geophysical test sites. In this conversation, Mohammed highlights the importance of field exercises, why geophysical test sites can act as a competitive advantage, and the many ways test sites can be used by students and companies for free. This conversation showcases the importance of experiential learning in novel ways. This episode is sponsored by TGS. TGS offers a wide range of energy data and insights to meet the industry where it's at and where it's headed. TGS provides scientific data and intelligence to companies active in the energy sector. In addition to a global, extensive and diverse energy data library, TGS offers specialized services such as advanced processing and analytics alongside cloud-based data applications and solutions. Visit TGS.com to learn more. For Mohammed's biography and contact information, as well as links to the article and March's special section, visit seg.org slash podcast. Now for our conversation. So Mohammed, thanks for joining me. Your article in March is the Leading Edge is, is why we're speaking with you. And what it does is explore something called geophysical test sites. And, and to kind of help me understand, what is a geophysical test site? Thank you, Andrew, for having me. Um, a geophysical test site is a, a site that contains uh, subsurface targets of known physical properties, orientation, and depth. Those sites usually provide an uh, ideal platform to investigate penetration and resolution of different geophysical techniques. Those are used for characterizing shallow subsurface. Um, we use them to record uh, typical and standard responses of each technique over each of the subsurface target. Those responses could be then used to identify subsurface targets in areas where there is little or no information about the subsurface. Those sites are an uh, optimal solution to minimize the non-uniqueness or ambiguity in geophysical data interpretation. As you know, non-uniqueness is a term that refers to the fact that those measured physical effects cannot always be interpreted in terms of unique source occurring at particular depth because a variety of sources with various parameters and different depths can theoretically produce the same geophysical response. Geophysical test sites help us to minimize those types of ambiguity and non-uniqueness. And finally, a geophysics test sites provide ideal facility for teaching, training, demonstration, and research for geophysical surveys. Yes, yeah, so we're talking real, real-world exercises here. Could you, could you help me get a sense of the scale of what we're talking about with one of these geophysical test sites? Yes, definitely. Geophysical test sites usually contains uh, those types of subsurface objects of known parameter and depths. They could vary in scale. Um, their scale could be different. When I was in Michigan, we had a, a site that is, if I remember correctly, 200 meter by 50 meter area. In our case at Texas A&M University, Corpus Christi here, our site is 50 meter by 50 meter. We have targets, subsurface targets distributed along uh, seven lines. Those lines are grouped by material types. Our targets were selected to have very specific magnetic, electric, 
and electromagnetic responses. We specifically installed steel drums, plastic drums, plastic buckets, steel pipes, and wool covers. And those targets were buried at depths ranging between 0.5 to 3 meters in some cases. And those targets were chosen to simulate real-life situations. For example, uh, plastic drums are selected to represent chemical waste contamination. Uh, steel pipes are representing part of utility networks such as water or gas or electricity or telephone and wool covers uh, uh, representing regular or abandoned wool cover for, for any uh, groundwater or oil and gas well. That, that's pretty smart there. You know, why why for geophysics in particular is, is these kind of real world field exercises important? That's a very good question. GTS provide an ideal platform for enhancing teaching and uh, research activities. Usually, field-based exercises enhance students' engagement and performance. We've tried this. We've experienced this ourselves. Uh, those types of exercises allow students to learn through active exploration and interaction instead of just sitting in an instructor center environment. Uh, students are often more uh, responsive to concepts when they are presented in settings away from regular cl- classrooms or assigned reading uh, materials. Uh, we found field exercises as interesting, motivating, rewarding, and enjoyable, not only by students, but also enjoyable by us as faculty members. Our students love to go outside and collect field data. They regularly talk about their experiences doing this with other peers and colleagues. Our test sites are used to increase the students' knowledge about modern environmental engineering problems that could be solved using our geophysical techniques. Uh, Those sites are also facilitating interpretation of different geophysical data. This by itself increases the students' confidence in themselves and their ability to analyze and interpret geophysical data set. All students with different background. Right now, we have students from environmental science program, geology program, geophysics program, and a physics program attending the same class. This environment will foster interaction between future scientists and technicians who ended up working together and investigating environmental, geotechnical, and engineering issues and this, these sites, we also believe that enhance as employment prospects for our students because they're providing practical experience related to their future professional development. Yeah, I'm sure with multidisciplinary work being more of the norm within the industry, that kind of coming up against other people in, in different parts of the science is also really helpful uh, to start kind of those conversations early. And, and I kind of wanted to look at a few things that these geophysical test sites uh, specifically do that caught my attention in the article. So how will this test site help students recognize what geophysical methods might be appropriate to use to address a specific environmental or engineering situation or application? That's a very good question. Um, our site provide opportunity to, uh, for students to learn, practically learn, principle behind each geophysical technique, geophysical response over known targets, and how geophysical techniques are integrated and used for different environment and geotechnical applications. If students know or expect the geophysical response of any geophysical techniques, he will be able to pick 
a specific techniques to solve a specific problem. For example, if you already know that his situation, like he's trying to locate probably steel drums or steel pipes, so this situation problem or situation uh, producing electromagnetic anomalies or magnetic anomalies. So by knowing this, he could go and pick the perfect techniques to solve this problem and so on and so forth. So if his situation is expected to generate uh, anomalies, specific anomalies when it comes to ground penetrating radar or electric resistivity or gravity techniques, he would go and pick those types of techniques to solve this specific problem based on his knowledge acquired from geophysical test site. You know, another item here that caught my attention is how these students, uh, how these sites can teach students how to define kind of typical pitfalls in the acquisition and processing and interpretation of data. So how how does this work? How does this help teach them these pitfalls? Yes. Pitfalls are there in in acquisition and processing and interpreting geophysical data set like any other branch and field. If you know the response, the geophysical response over your targets, you should be able to detect and avoid them. I'm giving you an example here. If the students were to locate steel pipes using, for example, EM31 electromagnetic technique, uh, he need to make sure that if they're using station, not a continuous um, uh, equipment, if, is, if he's measuring the response over a station pattern, he needs to make sure that his station interval is probably one meter or less. Otherwise, if he decided to go with larger station interval, probably 10 meters or even like 20 or more, he could miss his target. Those types of information, he learns them live in geophysical test sites. We learn him how to detect, how to avoid those types of pitfalls when it comes to acquisition. Definitely. Similarly, when it comes to pitfalls in, in processing and interpretation, we also show him live how the response for each geophysical, for each subsurface target look like from each different techniques so he can avoid and detect those types of pitfalls when it comes to processing and uh, interpreting his geophysical data set. Hmm. Can, can these test sites be used as well to improve geophysical software in the field? Yes. That's uh, um, one additional target for our test site. Um, given the fact that you will be able to know the physical properties, geometry, and depth of your subsurface, um, you could adjust your inversion results of any software to detect the exact number because you already know uh, your physical properties and depths and things like this. So definitely you could use them to calibrate your or validate your either equipment or software. And we're using this opportunity right now to invite our industry representative to use our geophysical test site here at Texas A&M University, Corpus Christi, for calibrating for their geophysical equipment, as well as for also validating and calibrating of their, of their uh, inversion software. Yeah, and, and kind of speaking of using this geophysical test site, one of the reasons you wrote this paper is to encourage the development of additional geophysical test sites. So what advice might you offer a group looking to create their own site? Uh, my advice, if you have a resource, go ahead and construct one. Definitely, you will feel a difference when it comes to a student's outcomes and student's experience with geophysical data set. Um, my advice to you to try to select targets that's, that simulate real-life environments. 
in engineering, uh, geotechnical, environmental, and archaeological applications. And again, our uh, article right now that's published by The Leading Edge could be used as a reference for anybody who is interested in doing this. Yeah, they're, they're called geophysical test sites, but as you're speaking here, they're clearly encompassing a far greater range than just geophysics. And, you know, you the test site that we're talking about and that the article is about is at Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Now that that is completed, what are you most excited about exploring over the next year? I'm very excited to collecting geophysical data set from my test site. Um, we've already started to do this, to be honest. Um uh, in my geophysics class and field geology classes, we've already already taken my students outside. I'm collecting some data set from the test site. Very, very interested in collecting research data set. Right now, I'm kind of advertising for this. I'm looking for students, graduate students who is interested in doing those type of research. If anybody who is listening to this is interested in doing um, graduate studies using geophysical test site, he's more than welcome to contact me. I would also like to use this opportunity to advertise uh, our geophysical test site at Texas m University, Corpus Christi, for local and regional institutions. Um, anybody who is interested to use a site for any research or educational purposes is more than welcome to come and, and contact us here at Texas m University, Corpus Christi. Again, for our industry representative, they would like to use it to validate and calibrate their equipment and software packages they are more than welcome to come to come and use it. Specifically, when it comes to research, I'm thinking of using the site. I'm very interested in this, actually, using the site to check the penetration and resolution of different geophysical techniques uh, for detection and characterization of the shallow subsurface in very clay-rich environment. This environment is very, very challenging uh, and provide a lot of challenges and limitations to several geophysical techniques. I would like to compare and investigate differences between modeled and measured response of geophysical techniques over known objects. And um, also, I would be interested in investigating seasonal changes in geophysical signature over known targets and compare the response of different geophysical equipment measuring the same parameters over subsurface targets. Well, that's a pretty generous offering you you are providing there for for that community in that region. And, you know, kind of lastly here, you're providing and speaking about some very valuable real world support and exercises for future geophysicists and scientists, you know, maybe outside of kind of the hard science, what one piece of advice would you offer someone that would like to succeed in this field? That's a very good point. My advice to anybody who is using geophysics or who's planning to do a career in geophysics is to get benefit from whatever source you have. So geophysical test site in our case provide a very, very excellent source of information on how the geophysical data would look like, how to do uh, field geophysics. People usually, when they don't have sites, they usually sit in the classroom and learn about how to do profile and maps, how to collect gravity and magnetic, electromagnetic and ground penetrating radar data set, but they haven't actually have the opportunity to see and do this themselves live in a field. Our test sites provide this opportunity for everybody. So if you're having this chance, don't mess it up. Just use it to whip yourself with necessary knowledge and skill to uh, exceed in, in, in the geophysics 
in general and the field of environmental geophysics in particular. Thanks for putting all your hard work into a understandable and readable paper. It's in March's 2021, The Leading Edge, and we'll link to it in, in the episode and, and you all can read it. Thanks again, Mohammed, for speaking with us about it. Thank you for, so much for having me. Thank you for listening to SEG's flagship podcast, Seismic Sound Off. SEG produces these episodes to benefit its members, the geophysics community, and inform the public on the value of the science. To show your support for the show, please share this episode with a friend, colleague, or manager that would enjoy hearing this show. Your recommendation is the single best action you can take on behalf of SEG's podcast. Go to the website at seg.org forward slash podcast to find all the episodes and learn how you can subscribe for free directly on your phone. Original music by Zach Bridges. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by Andrew Gary at 51 Features. The SEG podcast team is Ted Bakamjan, Jennifer Crockett, Ali McGinnis, and Mick Sweeney. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.